Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today's show is brought to you by 50 Cent Savage Instagram <laughs> Behavior. <laughs> You don't like that one. I love it, Rob. Do you want me to do it differently? No, he is, he is a savage guy. He's a savage guy on the gram. He is. And I know that trolling is quite popular now. Sort of the down with the kids sort of thing to do. But 50 Cent is one of the original trolls. From, from How to Rob, where he basically came into the game by going at every single popular rapper, R&B singer, producer, I think he even had a a, a a line in How to Rob back in the 90s about robbing Timberland for his donuts or, 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 or something like that. And the man has managed to maintain and float his career on basically like a, 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 a form of bullying, really, is, is what it is. Savage destruction of careers whenever he can. He does. He ends people's careers, apart from the people who survived it, Rick Ross hasn't seemed to be in, uh, uh, affected by any, any of his beef. And uh, who's the other one? French Montana as well. Mm-hmm. I know him and they had their thing for a while. And obviously him and Diddy. I mean, no one's ever going to take down Diddy, are they? No, nah, I mean, even Drake tried and he got a hot slap. We just had to cancel that from all existence. Did Can we also appreciate how awesome that... Like, you don't really hear that many cool hip-hop stories anymore, do you? Nah. Here. Like, you know, back back in the days, rock stars would be throwing televisions out of windows and stuff. And, and now what is it? You don't really get any cool stories. But P. Diddy walking up to Drake in a nightclub and like slapping him around the face is like something out of like some hip hop biopic. You know, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, Diddy. Thanks for keeping hip hop alive. And that is how we start the show when DEV devs in the building. So what's going on, D? Right, so we ain't seen each other for a long time. Uh, when did we last? It's been a couple months, I reckon. It's been a couple. It's, it's the first time I've spoken to you this year. Yeah, look, look, what, what's this? You need some help. Ace is <laughs> sick. He's not able to do the podcast. And look who came crawling. <laughs> oh, back. you said it. Ace. You said it as well last time. You're like, Mister yeah, Plan I see B. I see. I see you when Ace. I see you when Ace is sick again. Yeah. <laughs> so you, said, you fucking. I'm yeah. <laughs> breaking case of emergency. No. Um. So look, I thought we should probably have a little catch up at the start because I could I can help you out by doing your podcast, but then yeah. we also have just like a little general chit chat as well because yeah, I've man. seen some shit the last couple of months and I ain't really been able to talk about it on my normal job because my normal job is national radio and Radio One. I can't say what time's your show? Fuck, I can't talk about fannies, can't talk about any of that. So uh, what time's your show? Saturday and Sunday, the weekend breakfast show, guys. Saturday and Sunday, cool. uh, only on BBC Radio One, and I, I promise you, I won't talk about fannies. So. Um, I, I, did I, have we talked about I went to Japan dude yeah to, oh what fuck you to, when did you go to Is Japan if I say it like that when did you no when did you go to Japan I went to Japan like September wait say it again Tokyo that is a bit racist yeah, that's, that's even more yeah. racist if somebody well if I was in Tokyo and, I, and, and someone said to me where are you from and I went London he went ah London mate I'd go yeah <laughs> well, he pulled his eyes, pulled his pulled his eyes all wide open. Oh, and went, uh, no, see that uh, would that would have been racist, right? Really? Yeah, he would have been racist right, for cool. saying that, but I wouldn't be racist for saying it because I am part black. So, um, yeah, no, I went I went to to Tokyo, right? And it is the most yeah. mental, crazy, beautiful, fucking ridiculous shit I've ever seen in my in in my whole life. Like, I don't even know where to begin. And again, because I've not been able to talk about this, this might just be a lot of rambling. But all I'm saying, me and you, bruv, we gotta go fucking Tokyo, dude. 
Why do I need to go to Tokyo? I'm excited. Right. Okay. So let me tell you about a few nights out that I had in Tokyo. Yeah. All right. First off, what I think is that they have been in the past so conservative, they've kind of imploded on themselves. And now they're like, well, you know what? People are into weird shit. Let them be into weird shit. In fact, let's create a market for weird shit and make lots of money off of this weird shit as well. So that's kind of what they've done. Do you remember the massive HMV that used to be in Oxford Street in London? Yes. In the centre of our shopping centre is a massive record shop where everyone used to go it's like, to it's uh, like buy records. three or four floors of CDs and vinyl and T-shirts and memorabilia and all that kind of shit. But the point is that it's a huge store. Imagine, it's half, imagine half the size of that filled yeah. with porn. Just, yes. just all kinds of big boob, glorious, big boob, uh, strap-on dildo, ball gag, mummified, fucking poo, enema, flipping, shemale, two on one, five on twenty, like, all that kind of porn. And a, yes. a total encyclopedia, just the big, the biggest archive of porn I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was just on some little fucking alleyway, just like a little unassuming alleyway. Just walked in, and it's, it's the most amount of porn I've ever seen in my life. They had a, a, a vending machine in there where you could just you could like buy pants, and that's little panties you could buy. Some of them have been signed by porn stars. Oh, that was the other thing about all this porn that was in there. I'm not talking about international porn, bruv talking about Japanese porn so what's the difference well I mean look how much of it there is like you, I, I'm trying to explain to you now the sheer scale I'll send you pictures right so you get the idea yeah. of how big this place was like there must have been millions of DVDs in there millions of them This is I've, I've never seen this amount of fucking DVDs before and it's all porn it's all Japanese made porn I'm just like who needs all of that who who could ever possibly need all of this? And I was in there, admittedly, because uh, I was uh, buying porn. Bored. Just tell and, the truth, uh, bro. Uh, no one buys porn bored. nowadays. Talking about, bro. No one buys. All right. Porn. Well, you're looking at what you're gonna what, what you're I gonna Google in, on, on porn.com. I was just having a look, and admittedly, it was 10 a.m. on a Monday, right? But I had arrived on a on a flight the night before, so I was a little bit jet lagged and oh, quite that's bored. That's a hard flight, dude. There was guys in there Monday morning, 10 o'clock, right? Dudes was in there like they were at fucking Tesco's, bro. I'm talking like the guy had a basket. Guys had baskets, like taking DVDs out, looking at the back, reading it. Nah, put that one back. Have a look. Per- perusing, bro. Not, I rate that. Yes. Not like walking Peruse into the shop, porn. grab a DVD. Uh, yeah, I'll just take that one uh, and rushing back out again. Nah, dude's taking his time. No, I respect that man. If you're gonna buy porn, yeah, buy a know porn. what you're doing. Buy if that you're porn, buy a with, porn. Yeah, if you're gonna buy a porn, <laughs> just just, just <laughs> buy porn. You know. Yeah, buy just, a you know, porn. have a look. In fact, you know what. Uh, please, please go into uh, an, an adult bookshop and say, "Can I buy a porn?" <laughs> <laughs> Everybody listening to this that is above eighteen, at one point during everyone the week, should be it's explicit. Go into an adult play and go, "Can I buy a porn?" Please <laughs> say it like, "All right, <laughs> can I buy a porn?" I, I like a porn. Right. So that was good. So, what about the infamous right. toilets that wash out your batty hole? Dude, Did you get on one of those? Dude, I experienced that about. Eight and a half minutes after landing in Tokyo uh, Airport, oh, no, it's called. Talk us through this. Hasi, uh, oh, I forget what the fucking name of the airport is, man. I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, so I land. It's like a twelve and a half hour flight. No, was it even longer than that? Or did it say it's like a twelve and a half hour flight? Right. So when I get there, I need to shit. Right? I need to shit like pretty bad. So uh, I've only got hand luggage with me because I packed light. Because I ain't an idiot, because I don't like waiting around a fucking carousel like a chump. So uh, I, I go to use the toilet that's in the airport. It's on the side. Uh, it's on the side. Now Tokyo is yeah. obviously a very. I think it's one of the biggest cities in the world in terms of the amount mm-hmm. of people who are there. So they got their shit together. They're not like no yeah, rinky dink. They're, they're no rinky dink town. Nah, they're a proper fucking city. So everything's signed off properly. So I find my way to the toilets. I've heard of, of these toilets before. The stuff of, of legends, right? So you sit down, you do your business, you have a look on the side and there's a little a little control panel. You can make out what most of it means in English. Again, I'll send you pictures just of the control panel, not me in the toilet. No one wants to see that. <coughs> Excuse me. 
<laughs> so the little button, you hit the button and there's an infrared, I had a look afterwards to see what it was. There's like an infrared sensor on the toilet seat at the back that measures where your asshole is, brings out a little like uh, little rod with a sprinkler on the end and fires a jet of warm water into your fucking bumhole. Now, I don't mean on the cheek, slightly to the left. I mean bullseye, dude. Uh, every fucking t- I'm talking. You try it. You try like shift to the left a little bit, and the infrared it gets it. It knows what it knows where you are. It just uh, lines up. So it like make your battery's a target for it, and it hits every like we're talking in terms of success rate out of a hundred. How many times out of a hundred was it hitting the the ring? Bullseye, dude. Hundred percent bullseye. Every single time. Dev. Dev. Bullseye. Dev. Yeah. How long did it take for you to realise that you enjoyed that sensation? Well, here's the thing. It is definitely uh it's definitely an acquired taste. And you <laughs> you kinda get, But this is this is what I'm telling you about. They've got their shit together. Because there's intensity levels on the water. So you don't have to start off, you know, the super intense setting where it actually feels like you're being penetrated, right? You can start off on just a gentle sprinkle. Okay, you start off from the mm. gentle sprinkle uh, setting. You go from a gentle sprinkle to uh, uh, that. That's okay. You may go a fraction harder, and then you go from that to okay, sort of mild jet. And and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. First time I use one of those toilets, I washed myself <laughs> for about ten minutes. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I did wash myself. You tried out with the I was making sure that years of eating really terrible was rectifying it all in my. Um, it was it was great. Rectify, get their shit together. Do you realize how many times you have been flipping, cracking those double entendres? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Did, do you know did that? You ever put you it know, on full jet I was going jet for a shit when seat? I didn't even need a shit. I was like. Any little, any little, blah, 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 my stomach. Yeah, I need a shit. Are you sitting down for a wee? Ah, Were you sitting down shit. for a wee? You know, I didn't get that far. I didn't get sitting down for a wee far. But what I, what I did do is I looked into buying one of them toilet seats and bringing them back to me. And then I just thought it's probably a logistical nightmare hooking it up. I'm no plumber, so fuck that. Uh, but it was just it was, it, the toilets are fucking incredible, dude. The other thing the I want toilet to, with laser guidance system that hits your battery. I don't know. I think I have anything in my house that has laser guidance that's that accurate. Mate, it's incredible. It's like NASA technology or some shit. The other thing uh, that I wanted to talk about that I haven't been able to talk about anywhere is I went to this S and M club. So mm-hmm. I'm out there. I'm out there with a friend, and they're like, "Let's go to this S and M club." So I'm like, "They goes last time I was there. It was really cool. We should go." I'm like, "All right, sweet." So it goes to Sestanem Club. Yeah. It's like the way that this part of the city, yeah. the, Tokyo is a massive city. There's lots of different parts. Wherever the parts that I saw were like straight out of Blade Runner. You know, just like you imagine with the big neon signs and stuff. And it's For real. lots and lots and lots and lots of shit crammed together and on top of each other. So if you imagine yeah. a, a, a street with a row of bars on, uh, mm-hmm. above all of those bars are about four or five other bars on top of that. So you walk up a staircase and in that one block could be, you know, on every floor, there's a different bar. And there'd be like four or five floors. So we walk down this one alley and this S&M place that we're going to is like right at the top of the stairs. Now, I'd had a little bit to drink by now. So I'm just going with it. I'm just thinking, yeah, fuck it. All right, let's go. Like, you know, watch a little S&M show, whatever. You know, it's cool. So we get right to the top of these stairs, walk into this little club. It's not that big. Uh... You could maybe comfortably get about 20, 25 people in there. It's a very, very intimate setting. The kind of thing where wherever you sit, you're still quite close to the stage. Uh, we walk in. There's nobody there. As in, no customers. There's no show going on. There's nothing. The only people who are there are this absolutely enormous and fucking terrifying dominatrix-style uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Japanese woman and three or four other what to me looks like subs... And then one uh, little uh, camp dude who's got like um, uh, these like sort of inflatable muscles and these tiny little leather shorts on. So uh, <laughs> kind of walk in, there's like music sort of playing low and it's a bit like, oh, are you guys closed? Or, and they're like, no, 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 come in, come in, come sit down. Rah, rah, rah. Okay, now the deal is you pay the equivalent of about 40 or 50 quid and it's like all you can drink for an hour, right? Yeah. So all you can drink for an hour and then they put on a show and stuff. So get a drink. They all sit around us. They all come and sit around us because obviously we're the only fucking people in there. So you get past the formative. They're not, they're, you know, the English isn't that good. So you get past the formative. You know, hi, where are you from? 
Oh, so I'm from London. They were like, ah, oh, London. Yeah. And then that's it. You know what I mean? There's nothing else to say after that. It's just like, uh, so. So I'm sat in there for about five minutes and I'm thinking, look, I've paid my money to see a show. So I said to one of them, I'm like, so do you do a show or something? And they went, ah, you, you can be the show. I'm like, what? What? They're like, yeah, come, come, come with us. So I get taken by the hand by this massive dominatrix Japanese woman who I definitely would. She's she's gorgeous, but she's also terrifying as well. Like she looks like she could probably break me in half, right? Uh so I get taken in the back, but it's her and the little camp guy with the inflatable muscles. They take me into the back. Now this ain't no fucking Jessamine, dude. They take me behind, you know, the sort of like ribbon curtain things, the little things sometimes you see in convenience shops and stuff. They take me through some little ribbon things. Now I'm in the the fucking back part of the bar. I can see where they wash the glasses. I can see they got a few kegs on the floor and that. But they've also got a box with outfits in. So the dude's picking me out an outfit and I said to him, he can't understand what I'm saying to him, but he's picking me out an outfit and I'm going, yeah, give me an outfit like yours. I'm pointing to the shorts like, yeah, like them. I want shorts like that. And he's like, ah, no. And what he hands me is like, uh, it's sort of like a cod piece with uh, like sort of a, a studded belt uh, then another studded belt that goes up to uh, goes from my navel up to my throat uh, Woo. yeah like a sort of uh, choker chain studded thing that goes around my neck and then a scream mask as well a sort of gimp scream mask that he puts on now I'm stood there this little cod piece ass hanging out whatever and I'm thinking I don't want to look like a fucking prick so I'm going to put my Air Max 90s on you know what I mean because I don't I don't, I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to look like a dickhead I'm not going out like that so I'm stood there I'm dressed up in this outfit I'm, I've got the mask on you know so you, you sort of you can have a moment with yourself when you've got the mask on like that like what the fuck is going on right now but the the alcohol mm. Marcus is is strong in my system and it's telling me you can fucking do this man whatever they want to do whatever they want to throw at you you can fucking do this so I'm, I'm being held by the hand by this little camp guy and he's, he's, he's bringing me to the side of the stage. I'm still out of view of everybody else who is outside, but I'm, I'm st- sort of getting led to the side of stage. And I go to walk out and he says, no, wait. And then they play my intro music, right? Which under any other circumstances, I would have really enjoyed hearing and has been a favourite song. It's a classic of mine. But they played... Darude Sandstorm as my intro music and uh, I'm waiting for the drop to go out right so yeah. I've got Darude Sandstorm in my ears and then everyone knows this one there you go yeah yeah you got it you got it so as it drops I go out on the stage I'm blinded by these so lights I'm just kind of out there yeah. like the fuck is going on I'm stood there I've got the cod piece got my ass hanging out this fucking weird scream mask on ah but I've got my Air Max 90s on so I don't look like a total prick so just as I go to sort of start showboat and get into it I get grabbed by this this, uh, this dominatrix Japanese chicken she grabbed me and throws me down onto this throne and I'm thinking alright this is cool and then like, my hands get tired to this fucking throne by these two other like like subs and then the Japanese dominatrix one she starts flogging my nuts like really going for it like whoopa whoopa and I'm like trying to shut my legs and they're fucking holding them open and they're like whoopa like flogging my nuts and my legs and I'm like I'm, and then going for the chest whoopa whoopa to root sandstorm and then all I remember is screaming on the other in the inside of the mask right we've not we've not even discussed the safe word we've not discussed the safe word they're just going for it and then they fucking pick me up they sort of flip me round and then I just hear them going wax 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 I'm thinking what what? they're gonna fucking wax me like what's going on I turn around and there's like these two massive industrial sized candles that they're bringing towards me and they're like "Uh, uh, do you want the hot wax or do you want the really hot wax and I'm like I don't want any wax so then what they do is they hold me down and then they fucking spell out some shit on my back uh, some sort of Japanese 
symbol. I don't know what it meant. Probably meant black <laughs> bastard or some shit. But they, they, they spell it out. And actually, when I had a look at it in the mirror afterwards, it was it was actually really well done. You can tell that they 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 do it quite a lot. But there's a moment right where I'm face down. I've got these uh, Japanese subs holding my arms and my legs. The Japanese dominatrix is 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 behind me, like sort of dripping the wax into my back. I'm looking down at the floor. Uh, uh, the rude sandstorm. And I'm looking down at the floor, right? And it's Tuesday night. I'm in fucking Tokyo. I'm drunk, and this is happening to me. And I'm going, "This is fucking cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is fucking cool. Tokyo is all right by me." So our hour finishes. I get changed. I come back out. We all just start fucking talking like regular. Our hour runs out, and then I'm just like, "All right, guys, see ya." Fucking walked outside. My mate's like, "Oh, do you want to go to a karaoke bar?" I'm like. Yeah, all right, cool. Why not? <laughs> and then, dude, you yeah. got to Tokyo, man. We are going to Tokyo. Fact. Oh, that felt so good to be able to talk about. No that. problem. And that is how you kick off the show when Dev is in the building. Uh, Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, man. And let's, we're going to give him some more love. But love to Ace as well, man. Get well soon. He's proper dying. Dev, many ways to kill an hour out there. But right now, you are killing one with us. Love to all of those Thanks. listening via the Apple uh, Podcast app and Acast. Plus, all of those that are getting in touch via Twitter, like Dwayne, Big King Nasty, Big King Nasty, e, and Natasha McDonough. McDonough? How do I say McDonough. that? McDonough. Madonna. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we got some love on the... Um, you just offended one of your listeners. I'm sorry, Natasha McDonough. Is it not? It sounds Irish to me. Can I say it Irish? Natasha McDonough, to be sure, listens to your podcast and thinks it's it's crack. No, I don't think you can. I think she, I don't think you can say it like yeah. that. I think I just offended. That's her. racist. That's so. straight racist. Um, well, you know what? My mum's Irish, so that's not racist. Uh, then diplomatic community. <laughs> you got the plates. Um, I do. Also, hello to Dasa. Can I make fun out of the potato famine when I get in trouble? What if my mum's Irish? Yeah, we don't go that deep. We don't go that deep right. today. Uh, okay. <laughs> hello to the South well, 13 as well. I said, could I? I was merely asking a question. I yes, didn't. I'm going to say yes then. Because you haven't I don't want yet. Any angry, I don't want any angry leprechauns knocking on my door. You know what I mean? After this podcast goes out. What's it you said? I didn't say it. I didn't <laughs> say it. I said, what if? Would I be able to get out of it? Because my mum's Irish. That's what I'm saying. Just like if I said that Jamaicans tend to have quite a lot of kids and then disappear if or would I get in trouble if I said that because my dad is Jamaican diplomatic community guys did he disappear like dual citizenship did, guys did he disappear nah he lives in Hackney I just can't be bothered to go and see him he depresses me wow and I thought this was a fun podcast anyway hello to DeSal as well who gave us a rating as well um, and sorry a, a review and they said uh, listen to these guys all the time at work great discussions and you're very funny and Miss Alpha said the banter from these two especially the episode where we spoke about paranoid poo killed an hour in traffic this morning good awesome. to know that other people pick up the phone when they're on the shitter keep them coming boys awesome. what the, awesome, the toilet's coming it's a lovely image. Yeah, it's an episode called Paranoid Poo where we talk a lot about pooing. Check it out. It's really good. Um, I've had a, had a lot of love from Danny Darko HD on Twitter who said the part about the Kardashians on last week's show had him pissing himself. Do you hear that, Marcus? You're making people soil themselves. <laughs> I hope you're happy. And that is what we set out to do when we started this show. I'm happy about that. I'm good. Yeah. I don't think he meant literally pissing himself. I hope not. Oh, well. That'd be a weird reaction to a show, wouldn't it? Well, it depends how old you are. Just want you to laugh, really. <laughs> if, Get a few chuckles. That might be a side effect if you're over 80 and you're listening yeah. to the show. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, am I supposed to read out more? Oh, yeah, from <laughs> Label Navis. Uh, um, Top notch, mate. Keep it up. Thanks, Label. No problem. That's not, not a real name. Well, I don't know. No problem, no, Label. There's no girl. There's no girl or boy called Label. <laughs> I met a guy. I think, it's an, I think it's an anagram. I met a guy in Nigeria called Tank God. We Tank God, Tank God. That was his name. So if there's a Tank God out there, yeah, brother, you know it was really hard because for the first ten minutes, everyone was saying Tank God, and he was going yes. I was like, this guy's really religious because every time yeah, someone yeah, says yeah. Thank God, he's like yes, yes. Stands, he's a stand up to attention. But no, he was. Um, yeah. His name was Thank God. Um, did you uh, Did you see the picture someone put up of their Uber driver who was called Jesus? And so when when the when the Ubers I don't know, for for those of you who don't use the app once you've ordered a, a, a Uber car it will send you a text with the name of the driver so it will say Jesus is on his way yes and then when the tech and then when the, the Uber arrives it says Jesus is outside I mean that's amazing 
I want Jesus as a. I mean, if he was going to choose to come back that way, it's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? Like, still serving the people, hey. Yeah, hey, but if he was going to come back, wouldn't he come back exactly. as an Uber driver? And cab drivers were kind of dying out the whole black cab thing, but now they they've come back. I I I they've had a second coming. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for saying this yeah. because my cousin is a black cab driver. I know. I think that it, it's it's a shame that something which has been such an iconic British thing for a long time felt like it was getting phased out for a while. But then I also feel like, and I, and I understand that the training and that goes to, into becoming a cab driver, a, a lot of people it takes you know three or four years to learn the knowledge to have it all in your head, not just the sat. Do you know, Dev? Let's explain what the knowledge is. One sec, though. If you want to get a shout out in next week's episode, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes. We'll read out the best ones. Want to know how to rate and comment? We'll put a link in the description just click that sorry Dev you were saying the knowledge is well the knowledge is what black cab drivers have to learn in order to become a a black cab driver and this is my second hand knowledge from my brother who uh, trained and, 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 and tried to do the knowledge for a number of years and also my cousin who is a black cab driver and has done the knowledge this is my second hand knowledge yep. is that you go on uh, uh, you get given runs like typical popular destinations at A and B sort of scenario sometimes at A, B and C yeah. you learn all these runs you get up early in the morning you go on your moped you zip around the length and breadth of uh, uh, London to learn all of these different destinations you do that for uh, I think a while and then you get exactly Exams every now mm-hmm. and then and then your test can be you sat in front of four or five other qualified black cab drivers and they will say right you start off at king's cross get me to peckham and i want you to go this way now you have to sit there with no sat nav and say you're going to go down this road and you better left this way and you take the third uh, exit on this roundabout and then they might throw in yeah but there's roadworks out on charing cross way so you can't go that way so i need you to take me a, 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 a different way and you have to do that for three or four years until you are qualified until you get able to get your badge and that means that you can drive a black cab and I understand that if you're an Uber driver you just download the app you get a sat nav uh, you learn one or two words of English hello goodbye and then you're you're sorted you're on the way but then I also feel like maybe black cab drivers should have got together and invented Uber before Uber they should have been on this from early like yeah. yeah yeah like and I also you know I'm curious if you're listening from like the state side we've got a few state side listeners is there like a, a US equivalent in your city does every city have sort of like an exam that, uh, that your taxi drivers have to pass before they can become official licensed yellow cab drivers because that's what we've got I, here for our I, black cabs I think I think it might be one of the most difficult uh, uh, ways of getting a a, a, a badge. That, that's bullshit let me try and start that again I think that the knowledge is probably if not the most one of the most difficult exams that you have to take uh, be- before you before you get uh, you're able to drive a cab I think most places you could get by on a basic knowledge of the layout of the city I, I'm gonna should I look it up because I don't want to sound like an idiot yeah check it out but I, like, I feel like you could blag most jobs yeah but you can't blag the yeah, the knowledge test do you know what I mean like hardest. In the you didn't know. Like, I don't think I could. I think it's easy. What other things would be easier to do? Yeah, it'd yeah, be no, easy no, to be no, a no. teacher. Yeah, go on, go on. This is according to the knowledge taxi.co.uk. Uh, the hardest of all taxi driver tests in the world is how many have described uh, the London knowledge. So, I guess yep. this kind of thing would be it'd be difficult to measure. Yep. Oh, what's the hardest test you can take? But that it's sort of it's popular knowledge a lot of people are saying that this is one of the hardest of all taxi driver tests that you can do is the one that you do in, in London Agreed. well there we go we're in agreement then yeah. but yeah I'm just thinking there's other jobs out there that are easier to, to get that have a lot more responsibility like teacher secure you, secu- te- you think you think teacher's an easy job to get security secu- well I don't know I just I feel like maybe PE teacher yeah but I don't think like do you get <laughs> Yeah, that's what I mean. They don't sit you down and go, how do you get a class of students to Weren't run? Were there a particular type of PE teacher that you had at school? Weren't they always like, I, I nearly made it, I nearly did this, but then I done money in. 
So then I started teaching uh, P or whatever. And they always, particularly in my experience, Marcus, they always seem to bring across a little bit of that bitterness into the PE hall. Do you know? <laughs> like, you could tell it in the way that they talked and then the way that they uh, sort of told you off and stuff. That there was a, And the way that they screamed during games. There's a little bit of them on the inside that's, that's died a little bit. But that reignites every time they see you score a goal or, or, or get a swish or something. Uh, just, 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 just a little observation. Or the other way, Dev. When they they take out their frustrations on a game that they've not <laughs> they've not been able to invest as much of their life into, and they become that teacher that starts going for slide tackles and rugby tackles, and and says like, if everybody at the end of the class isn't covered in mud, I'm gonna line you up and rugby tackle you one by one. There was a teacher yeah, used to say yeah, that at school. There was always a PE teacher who, w- who went a little bit too hard, right? Yeah. Particularly in the showers. I'm just joking. Whoa, um, what school was that? I got. I don't want to talk about it for another podcast. <laughs> but no, shout out to the Operation U Street crew. I, I did actually have a very good uh, uh, P teacher. It was very encouraging. Okay. I just was too stubborn and too feisty. Um, so, did you do a lot of sports in school? I was the sports. My my body was a temple when I was at school. I used to do. I used to do well, actually, I was always shit at football. Yeah, could never play football. Which for 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 your international listeners, right? To be a British kid. And to not be able to play football, to be athletic looking, to look like a football player, but can't actually play is the most devastating thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. You know, first day of school, you, you, you arrive, you're sort of scanning the playground and you're figuring out, right, who's, who am I going to hang out with? Which group of friends am I going to uh, attach myself to? And then the, you walk sort of past where everyone's playing football and it's always very rowdy and then somebody kicks the ball over and it rolls over to your feet and you think, this is my chance, this is it, this is this is my way to make the mark on my first day of school. All I've got to do is just punt it, just pass it to somebody if you go for that kick and you fucking slice it over a fence into the gardener's bit where he stays next door you know I mean it, it, it's not a good way to, it's not a good way to start yeah you don't uh, want to be Chris and banana foot on your first day at school like banana foot because you got a wonky tail rocket shoe or what yeah, other thing but, brick foot but I, I compensated in, in, in other areas as you as you tend to do fingering I was right at athletics never the fastest kid in school yeah. it's pretty good at uh, uh, basketball was actually something I wanted to pursue properly for a really long time until uh, I, I went to New York for a little basketball camp thing and I, 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 I sort of realised maybe I'm not tall enough uh, <laughs> how tall are you Dev? I'm 5'11 right but that doesn't really count for much <laughs> On a basketball court, if you're anything below six one, six two, you're just gonna get, you're just gonna get big black athletic balls slammed down on your forehead multiple times during the game. Which, if you're into that kind of thing, go ahead, fill your fill your boots, man. You'll love it. But you know, for me, I sort of got tired of it after a couple of after a couple of weeks. I was just like, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't for me. How many testicles were in your face? Like, at what point were you like, this is too During many? The, in New York, every day, <laughs> every day, there's some big fucking black balls right in my face. Like, come on, dude, come on, man. <laughs> I got pretty good at like sort of swerving out of the way, like a sort of Neo Matrix stuff. What? Like, every time, but it wouldn't. Not every time, you know. By the end of my stay in New York, I had a sort of 60% success rating of missing big black balls that are swinging towards me. But you can't get them, you can't get them all, Marcus. You can't. Get you them can't. All. Wow. How, what is looking sporty as well, by the way, at school? Can you, like, because I'm just, just not being fat. Not being fat. Let's be, yeah. let's be real. Brown people, the brown you are, the faster you look. Let's be, unless you're fat. Yeah, there was always some, like, fresh off the boat, uh, Usually, usually either African or sometimes Caribbean, occasionally South American, mm. who would come to your school and just be the fastest, like all all the fastest, strongest, athletic kids in my school. None of them were like English. Mm. And I'll tell a lie, maybe one or two of them were. You get the sort of like Laoi kind of uh, uh, Celtic warrior style. But the vast majority were like either black kids or ethnics you know ethnics <laughs> but 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 we but you have you seen that um have you seen that uh, uh documentary a mate a, a mate of mine made this documentary actually about why all the fastest people in the world are are black was this was this one that they touched on during the olympics the NFLs. this is um go on crack on i'll let you know this, if this it is produced by this was produced by a mate of mine called paul blake right? yeah uh and he did it with michael johnson and uh 
Paul Blake has done some incredible documentaries. He, he did, he did uh, Giving Up the Weed with Jay Rock from Big Brothers. Remember them? Yep. Uh, he did, uh, I think, a documentary about jail with Ashley Waters. He also did an incredible documentary with uh, the comedian Stephen K. Amos, who came out uh, in probably one of the most hostile places you could come out uh, in Brixton whilst doing a comedy show. Uh and then went to uh, Jamaica. But anyway, this uh, this documentary he did with Michael Johnson, the sprinter, where uh, they were trying to find out why all the fastest athletes, why so many athletes in the NBA and the NFL, this sort of like explosive, really quick, powerful, uh, 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 you have to be sort of quick, explosive and powerful to play. Why the vast majority of them were black? And basically, kind of got. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for you. And I am massively paraphrasing. I'm probably going to butcher this entire thing. But from what I remember, uh, is that it pretty much comes down to uh, forced breeding and the the sort of devastation that the slave trade. I don't mean to laugh at it. It's just I'm just realizing how much I'm bringing down this podcast after we went from PE teachers to the slave trade. But my, but look, my point is that the documentary proved that uh, when, they, when they spoke to forensic experts and stuff is that if there's enough trauma within a generation, the DNA of uh, a, a race or the type of people can change. So when they brought slaves over from Africa to the Caribbean, there was a 90 or 95% mortality rate, which meant 95% of the people that they were bringing over were dying, dead before they even got there. Mm-hmm. So the people that did arrive were the strongest of the strong. And then even once they got there, they would then pair up the strong guys with the strong you know, women. So if you get that for a couple of hundred years, you're going to end up with some fucking super race of black people who are just... <laughs> I just got this like, incre- like you you must have known. So you think if like, you think if they carried on slavery, we'd have real life X Men? Is that what you're trying to say, Dev? Pretty much, there'd be no other option, would there? Uh, you must have been gone to school with you know those 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 black kids who just just looked like athletes. They didn't train. They didn't do push ups or nothing like that. They just hop out the womb, just jacked like <laughs> just, you must have. You must have gone to school. There's one or two. There's always one or two black youths in school who were just ripped for apparently no reason. You're looking at them like, damn, dude, what are you doing? Like fucking P90X or some shit. It's like, no, this is just how they look. They're just ripped. Ten you, man. We, we, used to, we used to say it was all the hard food, all of the yam and the, the jollof rice and chicken and stuff like that that got people so so hench. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, you know what? There's, there's logic to that theory, though. I don't know how true it is, but... It makes no. They proved that shit, man. They proved it. The documentary proves it. Mm. Let me just find the name of it now. Michael Johnson. It was called like. It's called like fastest man in the world, or hang on, Paul Blake Maroon production. So this is the point where you press the fast forward fifteen seconds, or you could just edit this out. No, I'm gonna leave it in. Lazy, keeping it real. Lazy. Alright, so I'm on uh, Right, Gang Life. Oh, that was the one he did with Stephen K. Moss. That was amazing. That was called uh, Batty Man, High Society Favorites Gigolo, Search for an Asian Villain. Wow, he really knows how to get those punchlines in to get you into watch. Michael Johnson, Survival of the Fittest. Olympia, Michael Johnson makes a personal genealogical and scientific journey to discover if African American and uh, Caribbean athletes are successful as a result of slavery. Why is it that all of the athletes lined up of the men's 100 meter final at the Beijing Olympics could trace their ancestry back to transatlant to the transatlantic slave trade? In this remarkable authored film, he speaks to leading voices in the world of sport and science to examine the link between the transatlantic slave trade and genetic selection. There's only like two lines left. He investigated the role slavery may, uh, may have played in altering the genomes of their descendants and discovers some disturbing truths about the lives of his enslaved ancestors. Uh, from the mass murder of those on slave ships to the nightmarish breathing programs of plantation owners, Johnson confronts this appalling history. It's a bad boy documentary. You've watched the whole thing. Uh, can you watch the whole thing? No, I think it's just a trailer on the website. Is it? And, yeah, I think it's and that is how you read, yeah. guys, just in case. Yeah. I don't know. How do we end up talking about that from PE teachers? I don't know. But you know what? Before we dash off that though it's kind of interesting that it's that's just in sprinting in swimming and in um like long distance running 
I wouldn't well, say it's swimming, the same thing. There's no, there's, there's no. Name me a black swimmer right now. Exactly, that's what I mean. It's like the opposite. I was just making oh, the point. Right. It's interesting in swimming. It's not the same. In long, long distance running, um, I don't think it's the same either. What are you talking about? Mo- long Mo- distance running, it's all Kenyans and Ethiopians. Yeah, with Kenyan names and Ethiopian Ethiopian names. Oh, so right. that means you've come you, straight yeah. from the motherland, which means you've not been East Coast, though, right? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean. All I'm saying is, it's less. You're less likely if you come from the motherland to have been. You might have been colonized, but you might not have been like you know shipped over here or shipped over to the states or whatever and used as slaves. So it's kind of interesting how it's a. Di- I want. I would like them to check the genomes of like long distance runners and then also like swimmers and stuff like that and just see what else there is that's interesting because sprinting is just one sport. Do you know what I mean? But interesting. Do you, do you think that uh, fans of Ace? Right now, I'm listening to this going. What the, the fuck? Fu- yeah, that's off this week. Why you would? You know you what? Would, you wouldn't get slave trades and genomes of Ace now, would we're you? We're cold. Ace, we're cold. Uh, you know, because we've not actually given any love to Ace, who's morbidly sick right now. In fact, um, he's get bad, well soon, man. Ace. Yeah, get well soon, bro. He's get some echinacea. He is so bad, and like, sorry for the podcast dropping late this week. I've been like literally not able to get near a studio. Like me and me, like me, the setup me and Dev have got right now. Believe it or not, it's we're, impressive. we're not in the same room. I'm just saying. Not in the same room. Not even in the same postcode. Jeez. Like we're fucking mental, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, so if we could have made this work, we would have man. Ace, get well soon, please, bruv. Uh yeah, man. He's just not well. Um and if you think it's his leg that he hurt when he fell down the stairs because he's not had any medical attention officially since he's fallen down the stairs, it might be. I don't Ace might not have a leg next week, Dev. What? <laughs> I'm fucking around. You shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> Should I not? Marcus. No, I, mean, I told him to go to the doctors listen, enough time. Listen, no, okay, I told him to go to the doctors about enough time. Slavery and the Irish potato famine is one thing, all right? But when you joke about Ace losing his leg, you're crossing a line, Marcus, all right? You're crossing a line. <laughs> but you know what, though? Just for you, Ace, let's talk about Robot Wars. One of the best I've, shows I've ever. Oh, this is coming back. It was a show here in the UK on BBC Two. I think it was on BBC One for a little while as well when it was getting them ratings in. But first, first oh. off, right, I'm going to say this, oh. right? If fucking Craig Charles is not presenting the new series of Robot Wars, then uh, BBC, you just lost yourself a viewer, all right? <laughs> get fucking Craig Charles on. Even if he's like, you know, just a sort of side pundit, even if he's not the main guy, fucking get Craig Charles back. Give him a... Put give him a fucking leather jacket, a floor length leather jacket, right? And and fucking get him on. Dev, for those that don't know though, what is Robot Wars? Right, Robot Wars on paper sounds like the nerdiest shit in the whole world. And yeah, to be fair, it kinda was. There weren't no come on bro, to be honest, there weren't no like no like there weren't no roadman on on, on Robot Wars, was there? There was zero. There was always some like it'd be some fucking engineer and his son or something like that, or some professor and his weird relationship with his, like, 17-year-old intern or some shit. <laughs> so Robot Wars was... These people would build robots in their garages and fucking workshops and shit. They'd build these robots with, like, an axe on the side. Mm. Or one of them would, like, fucking swing around some blades or some shit they'd bring them to this arena and they would have to go up against the house robots house robots were built by like professionals people that did this the 18 Stephen Hawking kind (laughs) of shit like bar them firing out missiles and that was always the hilarious thing is you'd have these people who have built these shitty fucking robots out of like tinfoil and egg cartons and shit and they'd be going up against these like you know, two million pound house robots that were just fucking just, it wasn't even close as all that fucking destroyed. And, you know, you'd always, they'd have this moment where a father and son have brought their robot that they've spent months on, you know, trying to perfect everything, get all the gears running. It's been this beautiful father and son bonding experience and they take it to Robot Wars and one of the house robots just smashes it to smithereens <laughs> in about five seconds and you get a shot at the little kid's broken face he looks up to his dad and his dad looks back down like that's robot wars son this is what fucking happens were you were you for the team of like house robots winning or were you for for like the people that had come in and sort of remortgage their house use their old their nans that has passed away will electric wheelchair motor to make a, a a robot were you up for those sorts of people winning or were you up for the house robots you, you'd always feel a bit you'd always want to root for the underdog yeah and 
you know, occasion. That's not all the time, but occasionally. Yeah you would get somebody who's built a really good robot, something that has... Like, I noticed the ones that had the sort of sandwich uh, wedge. Yeah, they were good ones. Built, built like a sideways triangle sandwich. Yep. So if they ran into something, they could sort of scoop it up from underneath. And if I'm not mistaken, there were like one or two times where you get someone's robot who knocked a house robot into like the fire pit Love or that. some shit. And you would yes. lose your shit. Give me that. <laughs> and it was all presented by National Treasure... Craig Charles, he'd be wearing a floor-length Neo-style uh, uh, leather jacket, and he just—he'd be really excited about. It. And they also, oh, who used to commentate it? Was it a radio a presenter? Was it Doctor Fox? No, no, he does all the Channel Five uh, uh, football coverage. Oh, that's such a, that's so shit. But they got I don't like a football pundit, the live football pundit to do. You gotta it, remember right? his voice because his voice gets really excited. Oh my god, that's one of the house robbers. You know that guy's voice. He's bro. You, you should think about going for that football. position. You know. Dude, he does football as well. It's too late. They've probably already signed off. A- it. They probably a- already got. Ace a- put the tweet out there asking for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm, you know, I, I missed out on a, a, a telly job. You're like this. This is funny. Mm-hmm. I missed out on. I was I was uh, in the running. I went for uh, what's the word? Formative talks with the people who make uh, 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 the British version of lip sync. Oh, lip sync battles UK. Why didn't right? you do it? Because I got beaten by the better Professor man. Green. Professor Green. They wanted Professor Green instead. But you know what that would have meant? That would have meant that I got to stand next to Mel B. Mm. Right? Spice Girl, Mel B. Oh. Who, if I'm not mistaken, right? Every year that fucking passes, right? Every autumn, I see a picture of Mel B. Is she or is she not getting more fucking buff? What is going <laughs> on? She's uh she's putting that money in good places, boy. She's looking Mel good. B, she's working out. Mel B now in two thousand and fucking sixteen is infinitely just so much more attractive than Mel B like fifteen years ago. It's ridiculous. Working out. It's not even close. Uh, yeah, do you know what? Actually, to go back to Robot Wars, Jeremy Clarkson used to do it before Craig Charles. I don't remember. That's so weird that I don't remember that. And that's how you know that Craig Charles is a good presenter yeah. because I don't remember Jeremy Clarkson doing it. Jonathan Pierce. Do you know? Is that the guy's name? The guy that doesn't go my Yes. Shout out to Jonathan fucking Pierce. You are also a national treasure, sir. Sorry, I didn't know your name. Um, but I think the the problem with Jeremy Clarkson doing it, don't you think he was maybe a bit too sort of snippy and snide about it? Like it was almost like, <laughs> check out these fucking geeks and arrow robots. It's like, nah. You kind of want the presenter to buy into it a little bit more, right? You don't want a sort of T4, too cool for school star presenter like, oh, this fucking nerd and his robot. You don't want that. You want somebody who's got that genuine enthusiasm for it. And that's why Craig Charles is the man. Yeah, bring him back. But who, I don't know if he's up for it, man. Who they got Who, who they got presenting the new robot was? Let me guess. Is it like fucking Gaz from Geordie Shaw? Oh, no, it can't be that. That'll Welcome take it. Nah. to Robot Wars! It needs to be someone who's, done, who's a little bit grimy, a little bit rough around the edges. Um... Someone who's someone who's done a bit of dirt. Who's done a bit of dirt that they can put in there? So they're like credible. Get Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer. Yes. Wouldn't that be Danny sick? Danny Dyer be good. Hello. What? Welcome to Robot Wars. What? We're gonna see some robots fuck each other up. Oh shit! I can't say that. It's a live show. Did I just say shit? Fuck it. Let's go. Yes. He's the oh, guy. Oh, right, Treacle. I've got one fucking thing to say to you. Yeah. It's time for fucking Robot Wars. <laughs> Are you ready? You fucking up for it? Yes. We've got two fucking robots smashing into each other, smashing the absolute fucking granny out of each other. Do you want it? Do you want to see yeah, that? Yeah, look at that. We'll have some fucking robot wars next. Yeah. You want to see two robots smashing the granny out of each other? <laughs> yes. I won that, Rob. Apparently they're filming it in Scotland, though. Uh, so I don't know why. Probably so it's far <laughs> away from all of us. In a bulletproof studio. So there could be, I don't know, there could be things popping off and flying around the place. I remember when I, I watched that when I was a kid, my brother said to me that he would go to Robot Wars in a box painted silver and just have a gun on the inside. <laughs> That's the I quickest way to die. To see that. It would be so funny Bang! until you saw one of the robots. It was called Sir Lancelot, which had a big claw in it, which would cut robots in half. If you saw your boy that, getting picked up by that, bruv. That was the other really cool thing about Robot Wars. These weren't like sort of... Pre- this, this is something that if it was scaled 20 times bigger, it would fucking kill you. Yeah. It's a real life Terminator. If it was, this this is practicing this these guys that that are making these robots and robot wars they're gonna make the first T one they're gonna make the T one thousand you know that 
You know, occasionally there'll be a video of uh, like the one that really scared me. When you see leaps and bounds in robot technology, did you see the one where they've made a robot that runs uh, like a like a horse? Yeah, and, and they runs kick on it. four legs. Yeah, I saw when I saw the video of that, and also when I see drones, mm. and you just see them all flying in formation, and I just think, I look whenever I see stuff, I think, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's gonna come and kill us one day. <laughs> so I always think, I think a giant version of that is gonna come and just kill us one day. We'll create artificial intelligence. We'll realize we don't fucking need humans are just waste we're just taking up space we're just fucking making plastic and and and, and shit and i just realized they don't need us just get rid of us no i need a bit of sunlight and that's it or if you're in the matrix they just freaking use us for batteries human what do you you reckon it'll be matrix do you reckon it'll be age of ultron do you reckon it'll be uh what other post-apocalyptic would it be world war z i think whatever all right you can help me answer this there's no no that's that's a zombie film but uh, I think it's going to be the sort of ending where if this does happen, robots take over the world. It's going to be like, you know, the way you would feel if you had to build a house, but there was an ant's nest in a way. What would you do? Would you build a little like, you know, ant conservation area around it? Or would you pour some hot water on it and fuck it off? What would you do? Just kick that ant's nest out of the way. Yeah, wouldn't you? I think you'd ethnic, yeah. you'd ethnic cleanse that yeah. ant hill. I don't think it's going to be like you'd an angry killing. It's going to be like a oh, do one. To be like that. Just gonna wreck it. Or, or what if, right? What if? Alright, all right, this is. What, I've just had a vision. This is what it's gonna be like. Okay. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, go on. So this is gonna go out, and everyone's gonna hear this, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, he's oh right." Oh my gosh. Okay. Technology is gonna advance to the point where, yeah. right, we get like brain chips. Woo. Okay. We get brain chips, and it'll be like all your currency your passport information your fingerprints everything is on that switch right it's even connected to your heartbeat and 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 everything right and we're all going to be connected on this massive grid and then when the robots take over all they're going to do marcus is just flip the switch Turn Ooh, us just one <laughs> electrical charge just to knock us out. Why? Wow, that's you know what? Gone. That could happen. Gone. That could happen. Gone. So we're all just <laughs> chilling here, like, yeah, welcome to How to Get You. I would prefer it like that. Or would it, yeah. Wouldn't you prefer it that you just someone switches the lights off rather than uh, what's the other alternative? What that we fucking that we have to live through the bit where we fight against it's the not, robots? Yeah, it's where not we're worth like it. Massively outnumbered, we're fighting them it's with like sticks and stones yeah. and shit, and getting limbs pulled off and that. And I don't yeah. want to believe that. me. It's not going to be a robot. It's not going to be a, tra- uh, a a Terminator thing where they're fighting us robots. It's just not efficient. They're just going to. No. Like, think of all that freaking effort that the metal they used building T one thousands in all the all the Terminator films. They could have just built a big ass nuclear bomb and fired it, yeah, and dug their little robot selves underground for a little while. I want it to be, I want it to be quick, like you know, when them them times you haven't got time to eject your USB quick enough, just rap, just whip it out. That's what I want, a quick, clean switch off. You're onto something, you know. Wow, that's how I'd do it if I was a robot. One feel sweet. Um, well, we, Why do I keep making your podcast depressing? I don't know. I don't know. You're just supposed to uplift people, right? Yeah, you know. You've got people like listening to this what, what on the way to work or like waking up in the morning trying to feel inspired. And so far, I've talked about the slave trade and the end of the world. Well, Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's bring it back to some how to kill an anarchist then, bruv, because we, we can't handle robots killing us, but obviously Twitter went down on Tuesday. We couldn't even handle that. Tuesday the 19th of January 2016, Twitter was down. I think I might have slept through that. Bruv. People were the funniest thing was people were going crazy on Twitter about it, the ones that could tweet and stuff. But Twitter weren't working. <laughs> Do you know it's the worst so place, bro, Twitter's not working. Why are you going to tweet about it? This is a uh, this is interesting, right? Because we're recording this podcast on like a last minute thing. Yeah. we obviously didn't plan to do this. And last night, I locked my I locked myself out of my studio and I left my charger inside. My phone battery wow. died, so when I went home, I was without a phone. I was without my phone for the whole evening and for the whole of the morning as well. When I woke yeah. up, and I read somewhere before that checking your phone before you go to sleep adds to stress levels or something like that, but do you know how nice it was to not have my phone I had a few moments where you know I'd check my pockets or I'd go to reach for it or something but that you do get a certain level of bliss by not constantly being connected to the internet to constantly have to feel like what's trending and let me check my mentions has so and so sent me a message back to not constantly be in that state of I think it's a mild form of panic like think of when you can't find your phone yeah them few seconds yeah. you got your you, for, you think fuck I'm gonna lose so and so's number and I didn't copy that email that I got from so and so and oh how the fuck am I gonna go to get those pictures back from it's okay it's fine and then you find it and you get that sort of sense of relief like oh I'm never gonna let you go again yeah I'm a sucker for like, that I'm a sucker for that I'm a su- my phone comes with I, me everywhere I, man I think if Twitter was gonna do us all a favour then they would Every Tuesday, Twitter would go down. Twitter down Tuesday. Tuesday. We've got the hashtag there. Hashtag Twitter down Tuesday. Just shut it down, guys. Shut it down. Don't need to fucking tweet. and We don't need. Just have one day of the week where we're like, fuck it. Let's just live our lives. Do you know what, Dev? If they did that. Don't take any selfies or nothing. If they did that, I bet you it would take a few weeks. Tuesday would become the new Sunday. Shops would close. Yeah. Retail like outlets will close you know friggin you'd probably only be able to get a McDonald's till like 10 o'clock at night or something like that everything would shut down bruv no Twitter no you you know why you know why because the world that we live in now it's always got to be one dickhead <laughs> always got to be there'll be there'll be more than one but it's always got to be one like if if for example not even Bill Gates alright if all the billionaires in the world team together and they put their money in a massive fund and then off the interest of that they put it in another fund and then and then done it again so there's enough money to give every person in the world a million pounds right Mm. and all you have to do is everybody agrees that for one day nobody is going to post anything on social media no one's even going to log in right if we all do that we all get a million pounds Impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Who do you, what type of person do you think that's going to be? Because I know it's one of those kids that likes to shoot up schools. It's going to be them that does it. <laughs> it would be somebody who hates the world, some bitter... Ho- and that's the other thing. It wouldn't just be one person. No, it'd it? be that, it would be that be- proper narcissistic flipping... Um, what's the other word for people that don't... That sociopath. Yeah, it would be a narcissistic sociopath that just is like, you know what? Fuck everyone. I want depression yeah. and death. Um, yeah. And that is why just I tweet on that Tuesday. Just for the attention, that, that, that and just for the attention, and imagine the retweets. <laughs> if they, You'd burn it if up. they just put up one tweet, man, up. that was the agreement. All right, the billionaires of the world said if everyone doesn't post anything on social media for twenty four hours, right, and we'll give everybody a million. This is no scam. This is legit. This is genuine. Everyone gets a million. One person at one second before the twenty four hours was completed yeah. would tweet, lol. And now be and that would get that would get infinite retweets. That person would be famous. That person would get their own reality TV show. They themselves become a millionaire, and they would be laughing at all of us. And, you know, it's a good point. You know, and it's it's why are we like why why is and this is us getting a bit down again. But like, why is group mentality so dumb when there's such clever individuals? Why is this? 
I don't know, man. What do what what what, what do we do? Do we round up all the idiots and then just no? Nah, but I think a group of clever people together. I know they say like many minds, you know, whatever the greater make a greater mind and what like sort of stuff like you know with making a murderer. Is that a saying? I don't know. There's a saying around it like many minds. I don't uh, want to say many. I don't, many, I don't want to say many like, minds make light work because that ain't it. But there's like that's many. Hands I know, I know. But there's something about. Do you know what you're doing? You're mixing. Nah, up there's a things. saying about many a, minds, Dev. There's a saying with a lot of minds get together. Beautiful things happen. Does that quite that's a lot. it. The collective mind is stronger than the single mind. All right, there we go. That's it. That's it. Okay. So, um, for example, with this like um, uh, making a murderer thing that's out now, there are loads of people that are spotting evidence and sending it to the attorneys that were involved in it. Like they're seeing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and making a murder is this massive show on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's like a mad murder story. So, like many minds together are supposed to be quite clever, but at the same time, many minds together make some really fuck. Really bad decisions, bro. Well, it's like if one uh, person runs it- at the back of a group of people, goes ah. Two two people look at them and go, oh, what's going on? I better run. Three people look, five people, uh, and then you, next thing you got a, like a, a massive stampede. Do you know what I mean? We've got that sort of thinking sometimes. There's, excuse me. Bless there's you. definitely that kind of mob pitchfork fucking torch witch burning mm. sort of mentality that when a lot of people get together there there is that kind of mass confusion and it seems like it's easy to get a big group of people to do something pretty dumb oh yeah but that but that's that's us man as humans again which goes back to I've honestly been thinking about that a lot about just us as humans and what the fuck we are doing on the planet like what we are we are doing here what was it that I, I watched what documentary was that oh right that was it that was the um, it was another Netflix documentary yeah. I don't know if it was them who did it but it's on Netflix about the elephant what was the fucking documentary about the the, uh, the elephant is it called Tyke Tyke the elephant I don't know I don't yeah. know Tyke the elephant Tyke the elephant yeah. is a story about what I believe is an African elephant. I'm looking at a picture now. They've got the big ears. I think the big ears. Means is is African he? African is he? Is, is he a long distance runner? Or is he a sprinter? That's how you work uh, out whether he's a what. Tyke <laughs> 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 was an African yeah. elephant, right? Who ended up getting shot on the streets of Hawaii, right? You got to ask yourself. The fuck is an African elephant doing in Hawaii? Is he on holiday? Is he on vacation? Is he there to visit friends? No, he's wearing a fucking pink hat and performing circus tricks. And I was a kid once. I was uh, amazed by the wonder of the circus and, you know, when they got animals to perform and everything. But think about it for just a second. An elephant, an elephant, as in in the jungle, fucking drinking from a watering hole, like, you know, uh, an elephant. Yeah, Mad. in the in this in the circus in you know f- fucking Finchley or something like doing uh, doing tricks. It just doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. And I finished watching that documentary and I just went, we're not supposed to be here. I'm sure we're not. <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's a mistake. You know, what? Ebola's trying to get us. Yeah, HIV is trying to get us, but we're just managing to stay a step ahead. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just all a mistake. All this, all of this plastic, all of this non-biodegradable stuff. Of course, it is. Of course it is. Bro, no, nothing's meant. To, nothing's like meant this. to grow like the way that the human race has grown across the world. I mean, even like you know, you dig up some old Roman ruins or a, a, a Egyptian shit. Like a lot of that has sort of perished. You know, the only stuff that really remains is like the, I just we're leaving back behind too much shit. Where's it all gonna go? Dev, Where's are you, Dev? Are you crying? I'm not crying. I'm just worried about. It's, it's all right, bruv. I'm worried about what no, we're you're doing. Right. I'm with. You're right. There's too much plastic. You're right. The plastic. Yeah. The pla- and you know what? You can't even wipe up your tears with plastic. It's the worst thing. I'm with you, bruv. Well, I'm not with you because you're in a different room. But and on, and on top of that, Twitter was down the other day, and I just, I just don't know what's real anymore. And Dev, I've just gone online, and and Craig Charles isn't going to do Robot Wars. Oh, for. F- Fuck's sake! That's three. Bad news comes with threes. That's right. Who are they getting to do it? I bet I can no, guess. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to do it. Ace wants to do you, it, and you, I want to do it. You you had Robot Wars down as a talking point, and you don't know who the new presenter is. It's not out yet. Well, when the research was done for the show, it wasn't out. So if I search Robot Wars new presenter, I'm not gonna. 
Well, bruv, as far as I know right now, there's no cure, yeah, for HIV, yeah, no full-blown cure for that, yeah. You might so so happen to go online as the cure is is. made. I'm just saying there's no available thing, but it might just have been invented now. (gasps) Oh, my God. Just checking out a picture of Craig Charles from when he presented Robot Wars 13 years ago. In my memory, it was a floor-length Neo-Matrix-style leather jacket, which... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Serves me correctly. But what I failed to remember and include in this memory is it also had tassels. It had fucking tassels. I didn't... And he had some boots as well, boy. He had some serious boots. So what was he supposed to be? Like a sort of post-apocalyptic cowboy robot war maestro, master of ceremonies? I think you hit it all in one. I think that's what he'd put on his CV. If anyone asked well, what he did. He fucking nailed it. He fucking pulled it off. Yeah, we need that's yeah, what I'm he's ready going for. for. I'm ready it. for Robot Wars you and that needs to come back. And that dev is um slightly less than an hour. But um we're so late with this podcast this week. Jesus I need to just Christ, get it out to it the really? people before Friday Fuck. finishes. Well, hang on. Don't you want to don't you wanna, don't, we should just have a second like normal catch up as well. Yeah, let's do that. Really. <sighs> We've not really seen each other in a long time. I've been in a lot of places. Do, do you want me to do it and edit it in and put it at the start? Uh, yeah, all right. You can all right, that. cool. So that's been How to Kill an Hour with myself, Marcus Bronzy. And I've been Dev. Yeah, many ways to kill an hour out there. Thank you for killing one with us. Before we get out of here, though, thank you everyone who has been subscribing and rating and commenting. If you want to know how to do that, go to the link that is in the description of this podcast. We'll be back next week, hopefully on time. And hopefully you have Ace back as well. All right? Stay blessed.